0: So today I'm going to be talking with Paige Ray of Paige Ray Creative and Paige, if you can let us know who you are, what you do and who you do it for and we'll start from there.
1: Sure. Hi, I'm Paige of Patriot Creative, just like you found out. And I make standout visuals for creative brands. That includes photo, video, and website design. I really believe that every brand out there deserves to stand out in the world in its own unique and significant way. So we really hone in on your special sauce when we work together and turn that into assets. We turn that into photo, video, and website design assets.
0: And I noticed that you have websites now. That's new to me. (laughs) <laughs> Can you tell me more about that? How did you start to go into that that direction?
1: Sure. I started design I started getting requests to do websites probably well I over the years for a number of years and I started making it an offer that wasn't public kind of like a uh Not a hidden offer, but if somebody asked for it, I did have something to share with them. So I started doing websites for clients um, officially maybe two or three years ago. And this year, I finally decided I've got enough work behind me that I can make it a public offer that I tell people about and include in my packages. So now we've got website design.
0: Wow, that's so cool. It's so creative. And it's like, well, I was just looking at it and I was like at, at your website and I was like, wow, how cool so many new thank you yeah and you're a new podcast host <laughs> yes <laughs>
1: congratulations yeah. thank you i i thought long and hard about how can i make something that would actually find a place uh find a place in, in people's minds right because i've i've gotten some requests over the years to do a podcast but i'm always like about what though what am i really bringing to anybody and so uh I decided the thing something I can bring to people is companionship in the hard times so I started a podcast called Over the Edge about things that really push us over the edge as creatives and how we can really deal with it a little bit better together.
0: Yeah, it's really good. I like it. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Your most recent uh podcast episode is an interview with Ashley Edwards and you talk about ADHD a lot. It was so, and I was, I felt like I was listening to a couple of my girlfriends talking. (laughs) It was great. Cracking up the whole time.
1: Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. That's what I want is people to just enjoy listening for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's really good. Very great advice. And you've been in the business for a while. How long have you been in, in business and been successful as well?
1: Well, success is such a sliding scale. I've been, I've been working for myself for about 10 years now. And I started in wedding photography actually, and then shifted into commercial fo- commercial photos um, 2018. So about five or six years ago. And, you know, my definition of success has changed over the years, but I, it's, it, I, it's funny because Whatever success is, your ability to achieve it, I feel, is your ability to feel like you're achieving it is what goes up and down consistently. And usually that goes up and down with whatever your revenue is throughout the year. You feel closer to success the more money you make. But when you step back, if you can ask yourself, you know, how am I really defining success? You know, am I defining success as I want to buy a house one day, or I want to be able to travel, or I just want to be able to sit and hang out? take a day every week where I just hang out with my dogs or take them on a walk and not have to look at my inbox, whatever that looks like. Um, That's not always, doesn't always have to be defined by revenue um, because I think we can be successful without hitting specific numbers all of the time, especially because what I will say is over 10 years, I've seen revenue be really volatile, especially this year. 2023 has been rough on creatives. Uh, it's been rough on on me and just everybody that I know or talk to. And that's okay. There's always going to be years like that. Revenue is going to go up and down. But that doesn't, I don't, this is the first year where even with revenue um, being kind of in a down phase, I don't feel further away from my definition of success and what I really want that you know a happy life to look like. So uh does that answer your question in my clothes?
0: Yeah, no, that was great.
1: I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna ask, do you have
0: any suggestions for the newbies? I consider myself a newbie, a newbiepreneur, I guess. What suggestions do you have? Because I've been hearing a lot about 2023, how it's been kind of kind of hairy, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's been a very, um, uh, a year that's very, it's marketing has changed significantly in 2023. Um, what used to work doesn't work anymore. And to be honest, that feels like a relief to me. I I just don't feel like marketing the way we've been marketing the last 10 years, but the thing that is going to work hasn't fully come into view yet. So it feels really, um, unclear what the next steps are for most people. And, I actually don't, I don't mind that so much. I'm, I'm, I don't mind kind of sitting for a moment and absorbing the fact that like things are just different, things are changing and we don't know what it's going to be next. So 2023 has been interesting. Um, But sorry, what was, but that before you, you asked a question right before that about 2023. Sorry, I, I lost, I got so interested in talking about that. What was your, what was your question? Yeah,
0: no worries at all. Um, how, what do you suggest for a newbiepreneur
1: that's right. That's right. Thank you. Okay. Yes. So there's always going to be ups and downs in your business. And I was just having this conversation the other day with somebody who's newer to the industry, like in their first couple of years, and they were kind of struggling with, you know, the clients aren't coming in consistently and, you know, revenues up and down, up and down. And 2023 is of course that kind of year, but um, over the course of your lifetime of work, I think a lot of people come into business and expect to just grow consistently year over year. And I know necessarily people, I know listeners can't necessarily see me doing this, but I'm trying to mimic a chart with a line that's like basically going straight up. That's what we're hoping for. We expect that we'll build year after year. And for the first eight or nine years of my business, I built year after year. So I just thought the line would keep going straight up. And then, of course, 2023 hits. It's been a rough year for all of us. And so I'm kind of learning these lessons, too. But it's really not a straight line up. It's going to be a roller coaster up and down, up and down. And it's not just determined by revenue. I mean, you're going to have a number of things. You're going to be learning marketing. You're going to be learning how to handle client inquiries and client requests. You're going to be learning communication with, with clients internally and externally. And there's a lot of ups and ups and downs within those two. In terms within those events, you'll have ups and downs with deliverables and learning and your skills, right? So you're going to be going on all kinds of roller coaster rides throughout the course of your. Business and your your self-employed work, and that's okay. That's the way it's supposed to be. The sooner that you can get comfortable with how uncomfortable that is, the better off you'll be because it's never gonna be a straight write-up. It's never gonna be completely consistent. It will get better over time. You'll find more reliability over time, but it's never gonna be exactly, it's never gonna feel as secure as you really want it to. So you have to let go of the part of your of your brain that's like begging for, uh, uh, complete consistency, complete security all of the time. And it's not that you can't have that, but in order to achieve it, you kind of got to be, uh, you kind of got to be, um, on your toes. You got to be willing to move and fail and learn and pivot, um, as often as you need to, to just keep going within your industry and within your work. And that is so hard, it, but I think that's the longevity of it is you just have to find ways to keep going. Cause the moment that you, That you sit down and you go, you know what, I'm just going to keep doing it this way. And why isn't it working? And now I'm frustrating. It's not working. And you don't want to try anything new. That's when things start to kind of collapse in on itself. So it's definitely, um, it's definitely, it's not even just a journey, but it's like a constant game that, you know, you got to be on board for. It's hard.
0: That was great advice
1: <laughs> I hope so I don't want to discourage anybody because I do think everybody has that within them and if you want to open your business, I think you have it within you and it's just hard to know like it's over time it's learning what the pieces are what the players are what the board is like when you're in that game and it it's you're never really done learning it, which is hard so I don't want to discourage anybody um but if that but if it sounds like a good time do you like jump on in. <laughs>
0: I love it. And it, that reminds me of what you just said how entrepreneur being an entrepreneur, how it's not a straight line. I feel like I saw it was, the I'm not sure if it was a, a book that I saw or if it was something online that I saw. There were like the real, what people think that it should be or think that it may be is like that straight line. And then they had like what it really is. And it's like zigzags and like some circles.
1: Yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's and there's the, another one that's like an iceberg. That's like you see the little the little bit of the iceberg at the top of the ocean, and it, it's all the glamorous stuff. It's the beautiful Instagram posts and you know the fun events and the amazing clients and you know time freedom and all of that fun stuff. But then the the part of the iceberg that's underneath it is really ninety percent of it, and it is all the all the stuff that's really hard that's going to make you feel like you're struggling. The the inconsistency the roller coaster of it all, the emails that you're worried about writing and things like that. And so that's the part that like gets doesn't really get shown as much. And that's the other thing. That's the other reason I wanted to do like a a podcast about it, because like there's a lot of unfun stuff and you're going to have to spend a lot of your time in that um, in order to do what you really want to do. But let's at least be honest and and real about like what that unfun stuff is.
0: Exactly. I appreciate the realness. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And I was going to say, speaking of realness, I know that like um, I just recently find and finding out that I may be a neurodivergent. So I may have ADHD. Mm-hmm. I haven't been diagnosed, but a family member of mine told me you've been saying that for like the past decade, that you have undiagnosed.
1: <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think, I think I have it, you know, I'm like, okay, accepting it. Um, And you've been known to talk about ADHD in business. What are some some tips, I guess, that you have and tips and tricks, I guess, or tips or tricks that you would suggest <laughs> those that are also have that also have ADHD in business?
1: Sure, Um. I would. So I would say first reframing what you think about. Um, work when it comes to ADHD, because a typical nine to five, I would say is a nice way of putting it is it is non-ideal for the ADHD brain. Um, right. And not that I didn't like my nine to fives. I re- There are still some coworkers I had when I was working in nine to fives that I really just were, thought were fantastic. I had a, I had some bosses that I thought were incredible. Right. And they're always special and I keep up with them till today. But, the, but oftentimes working for ourselves or starting our business or freelancing, Lancing is a better fit for ADHD brains and the way that we want to work, right? Because sometimes we don't want to wake up and go to work at 9 a.m. and then work for eight hours and then stop work at 5 p.m., Right. My ideal schedule is I'll work from 6 a.m. to about 10 a.m., 11 a.m., take a three hour break for lunch, and then come back and work in the afternoon about three o'clock and keep going till 8 p.m. Right. So my day is split up significantly. My attention tends to travel a, a little bit during the day. You know, I, I get done what I need to get done, but sometimes I want to just do what I want to focus on, and that's okay too. And so I built a business that really fits around that. And I think that's one really wonderful thing about being ADHD or neurodivergent is you can build your work to work for you. There, th- That is available. Um, and then in terms of once you're in your work and you've got to get it done, because sometimes you're not going to want to focus on the things that you need to focus on. And that part sucks. But I am, I'm currently, I'm unmedicated for my ADHD. So I don't have, you know, the, I don't necessarily have the power to focus at will. Um, I don't think at will is a good way to describe it, but, but, but it, it it kind of gets close to what I'm saying. But um, so what I'm really doing sometimes is I have to just trick my brain into getting my to-do list done, right? Because ADHD people have a broken executive function. So where, you know, neurotypical people are able to just get up and complete their to-do list. Um, neurodivergent people are always in negotiation with their to-do list, right? Even if we know we're not going to win the negotiations, even if we know we are going to have to send that email or do whatever it is, so I I try and just work with um with what my brain wants in order to do that. So really, an ADHD brain enjoys rewards. So I will choose what I want to reward myself with if I get my to do list done and do it at the same time as I'm doing my work. Like maybe I'll do my favorite DoorDash meal, um, and instead of waiting until my work's done, I'll do it. I'll order it, you know, when I start my work and I will tell myself I can, I can do my favorite DoorDash meal as long as I'm doing my work and things like that. Um, and the other thing that's really effective is body doubling for ADHD brains. If you're working with somebody, you're probably more likely to get your work done and focus better. Um, if you don't have somebody to sit and work with, turn the TV on in the background, that's a, that's a subconscious way of tricking yourself into body doubling, which is one of my other favorite tricks. So there are ways to kind of work with your brain, but the thing I like about working for myself is that I can build a business that is meant for what the way that I need to work.
0: I love that, and it's Thanks. like a lot of a lot of things that um that I I've been talking about recently on on my podcast is like working how we are, and so you just talked about how we can work how we are mm-hmm. as opposed to feeling like we have to fight it, so to speak, and you know yeah. be like everyone i'm doing air quotes everyone else and it's like we're not like everyone else we're individuals and it's like yeah yeah
1: exactly and and there's so many different ways i mean neurodivergent people brains experience time differently um and managing that alone can be can feel overwhelming at first i mean i you know time really slips through our fingers so easily because we feel it different than other like did you know that this blew my mind when i found out that 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 their neurotypical people can sit like can sit down for 10 minutes without a watch on but feel the 10 minutes like at the end of 10 minutes they can say okay about 10 minutes has gone by that blows my mind I never have any idea how much time has gone it could be 10 minutes it could be three hours I don't know I I don't feel it I don't feel like we don't really feel time the same way so I set so many alarms um not just to wake up in the morning but for example I set an alarm for this conversation so I wouldn't miss it 10 minutes before and then one one minute before. Um and I do that for every meeting that I have throughout the day. If I if I'm going to a shoot, um I'm <laughs> I mean I'm always leaving early for photo shoots cuz I never want to be late and then I'm always too early but anyway um that to say there you know you can make your own kind of accommodations when you work for yourself and it's uh, uh, i found fi- finding what works for you gets easier when you're able to like make the business and the rules for yourself
0: yes definitely and it's much better to be earlier than late <laughs> it's true
1: that's <laughs> true you're in, you're in LA correct I am in LA. That's the thing that makes me so nervous is like, I know you never know. So traffic is so unpredictable in LA. It could be a thing where if if it takes you 20 minutes to drive there in normal traffic and you leave, at a 20 minutes with 20 minutes to go, but you've got bad traffic today, you'll be 30 minutes late. Right. But okay. So fine. Maybe instead of leaving with 20 minutes, you leave with 30 minutes to drive there, but then you get there 15 minutes early. Like it's traffic in LA is the weirdest thing. Um, and I've just kind of committed, I've just kind of resigned myself to, I'm going to get there early and sit in my car for a little bit. It's The the only and best way for me.
0: (laughs) That's a smart idea. Okay, Brave soul too. driving in that you know what i mean that treacherous traffic that we all hear about it's like whoa <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is what it is i've been here 17 years and you i guess you just kind of get used to it Not maybe sure. i'm just part of part of the bad traffic
0: <laughs> <laughs> something else that you talked about in your re- recent um podcast episode with ashley edwards is you talked about therapy which mm-hmm. yeah um so that me, myself, personally, I am looking into that. I keep saying, I'm going to look into it. I'm going to look into it. And then I'll start. And then I won't finish. <laughs> then I, I won't continue. But I think right.
1: I, you know what, I, um I got diagnosed, I, I, I started suspecting my ADHD, probably around 2019, 2020. And I got diagnosed by my therapist when I went to look for, um, a therapist and who specializes in ADHD, but also in, uh, queer issues. And so I, I worked with a, with her and she was able to diagnose me and, um, she encourages me to, uh, to go, um, to get medication for it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but but there's a 20 step process to do that. And, it's not really ADHD friendly.
0: So. Yeah. it's. Um, I'm hearing that it's just, it's not for everybody and everything is different. Again, going back to that individuals, how mm-hmm. we're, individual. yeah. It's not but for I everybody.
1: do think therapy helps because along with my ADHD, I was also diagnosed with depression and I needed to work through that. I needed support for that. Yeah. Um, and i needed to figure out how to under, understand that you know what where is it coming from and it, all those edges feel so fuzzy um when we're in it by ourselves so it's it was nice to to be in therapy and have that kind of support and perspective because a lot of things i my perspective is can can be skewed like i i tend to be really hard on myself and it just ends up it's not necessary we don't have to be so hard on ourselves <laughs>
0: That's one thing that I, I say. I seem to write that in my journal like every day. Be kind to myself.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I there was this message that I got. Okay, speaking of my favorite DoorDash, the reason my favorite DoorDash restaurant is my favorite is because they put little handwritten notes in their deliveries. And the first one that I got in, I think this year, twenty twenty three, in January twenty twenty three, said, um, "Be." It said something around be kinder than you feel today and that really struck me I thought and I just carried that with me for a few for a few months I thought if I'm being mean to myself how can I at least be kinder in the world than I am to myself (laughs) I feel like we do that anyway (laughs) that is
0: that is a good that is a good uh message isn't it (laughs) yeah so I wanted to ask you what are you working on next what's Exciting.
1: Oh, that thank you. This is a good question. Um, okay. What am I working on next? You know, 2024, I want everything to feel like I've turned the volume up by like hundred percent in 2024. I I was laying a lot of groundwork this year since it's been a different kind of year. I took that as an opportunity to lay the groundwork for a lot of things. So, you know, I've been, uh, you know, I launched, I did the podcast. I launched the new website offer. I have a few other things in the works and I'm hoping to kind of see the fruits of that in the next 12 to 14 months. Um, so I think, but the funny thing about that is I'm just going to keep leaning into what I love to do. So not a lot's going to change, except I just hope I'm doing more of, of what I'm doing right now, which is photo, video, and website design. And I just want to turn the volume up on that by like a factor of 10, I think. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Thank you. We
0: get, we get so busy in like doing the thing. And then it's like, well, let me see the fruits of my
1: labor, which
0: I never do. It's
1: like, Oh, hold on here. <laughs> Well, and I think that I think we're in a world of constant reinvention, which is not a bad thing. Um, But I got I kind of got to a point where I'm like, you know, I want one big offer that I just lean into again and again and again, instead of I was kind of getting into the habit of launching new offers constantly. And I don't, I don't, I just kind of am like, you know what? I know the best way to build in business is to create an offer that you become known for. Um, And that's how things start to book easier is when you have a signature offer that people are like, I know who's best for this exact need that I have. And that's really when I first started to see success in my business. That was why, because I had a signature offer, a photo shoot package that I really became known for and that it started booking so easily once I just I be, but but I had to market it again and again and again consistently for an entire year before it picked up any traction and then for the for years after that it did really well on its own and so now I'd like to do the same with this uh the branded business suite offer that I have that I just, with the website design that I just launched, um, where it brings everything together, photo, video, web in one. So I think instead of trying to do something new, I think I'm just going to keep leaning into that offer and just build on it over the next few years um, and kind of build, hopefully build the agency even more around that.
0: That sounds awesome. Thank you. And where can you, thank
1: you very much for talking with me today. Oh, thank you. No, this was such a treat. And Oh my gosh, I'm sure I rambled on. So thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: For our worst critics, you are amazing. And where can we find you online?
1: Um, You can find me online at pageray.com, P-A-I-G-E-R-A-Y.com or page ray creative on Instagram. Thank you very much, PageRay. Ray. Thank you. Thanks y'all for listening. Cheers to speaking
0: up and for making your voice heard.